This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Riley Smith. We're on the phone with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net as we take a look at the um, agricultural markets during this opening session. Uh, first off, Jim, how are those grain markets looking so far? Well, we had a very explosive rally yesterday, especially late in this session. A little follow-through early in the overnight market. The markets were higher, but as the morning weather models came out, it does seem to be reiterating the fact that we do have some rain coming into parts of Argentina. It is not going to be a drought-busting rain, but it is some critical rain that is coming, and that has turned the trend down, at least on the corn and wheat. The corn and bean markets were under pressure in the overnight session. The wheat market's trying to stabilize uh, up about a penny. Right, and you know, with last week's WASD, you know, we saw those production changes to our own numbers, and then, like you just said, to see that rain down in Argentina just to help them out a little bit on top of that bin buster of a crop they're going to have down there. Uh, obviously, that's going to be a, you know really the, the primary focus moving forward, right? That's going to be it right now. The question we're all looking at is we know there's losses in Argentina. The USDA cut that crop last week. By all indications, we have more cuts to make. The real question is how big is this crop in Brazil? So as the Argentina crop shrinks, as Brazil is getting ever bigger, and it's going to offset a big chunk of it, and I think that's where producers got to be a little bit leery, getting too bold up on the Argentina news story. Argentina, you see, Riley, they're the biggest meal, one of the big meal exporters in the world. So as the Argentina bean crop gets smaller, there's going to be less meal to export. That's driven funds into our meal market, carrying a record-long position. But you're only can, we can only crush so much beans for meal, and eventually we're going to hit that apex where we can't get any more, and China's going to shift their demand away from the U.S. and start fulfilling their needs with the Brazilian production. And that's probably going to put the top in this market. The question just is how soon will that can be? And it could happen at any time, I believe, because the Brazilian harvest is just starting right now. So if you're a producer with beans in the bin, you've got to be a little bit cautious about what's going on right now. And over the next couple of days, it could get really uh, tricky. Now, with that Brazilian crop, you know, they're looking at a record harvest and potentially not having enough storage for that crop or, you know, farmers not being able to have that storage right now. Are we going to see, you know, quite a bit of selling from Brazilian farmers then? And if so, what does that mean for the U.S. grain markets? Well, I think what you are probably going to see a lot of pressure on the market. If the Brazilians can't start, they're going to sell it. The other thing the Brazilians are looking at is the same thing, same thing I'm looking at. If they have a big crop and we follow up with a big crop of ourselves, we're going to essentially see a supply situation grow with the economy around the world in general that is starting to slow down. China's a wild card right now, so if I'm a Brazilian producer, I'm going to try to take advantage of these high prices to try to lock them in as very much as quick as I can. And how do I do it? Just sell it right out of the field. All right, and then looking at the livestock side of the markets, you know, how are we expecting that uh, trade will go today? Well, right now it's a little bit mixed right now. The stock market is just kind of chopping around. I think the overall undertrend for the cattle market continues to be bullish. We know the supply continues to tighten. The one thing I'm going to caution everybody about is everyone knows the supply is going to tighten. But if the world economy slowed down, the supply may not be as tight as it looks on paper simply because the demand's not there. So just like the grain markets, if you're a livestock producer out there, if you have an opportunity to lock in your margins and guarantee yourself a profit in 2023, I'm going to encourage producers to do that, both in the livestock and in the grains, because I do believe, unfortunately, the Fed is not done raising interest rates, and because they continue to raise interest rates, that's going to slow the market down. I think we just saw a flash headline today that Microsoft's laying off 10,000 people. So as the layoffs start to pile up, the economy is going to get a little bit more tricky. If the economy gets tricky, 
demand lessens. And like I said, it's a bad combination, especially in the grains, as you're starting to see weakened demand with an increase in supply. It's just a recipe for lower prices. Right. Like you said, it's just a good idea to kind of hunker down and make sure that you are uh, safe while you can be because, you know, that uh, especially internally, we're not going to see that demand for meats pick up until we get to the grilling season at this point, right? Exactly. Right now, this time of year is kind of the softest time of year for demand on the beef side of you know you can't grill. People are still kind of credit card shock because they're getting their you know paying off Christmas debt. So this is a little bit of weakness right now. It's just something we need to keep an eye on. Like I said, when you look at the overall, especially the beef side of the of the protein sector, the supply is tightening, and that is definitely a bullish story. Is the question just is like I said, is the demand going to be there? Time will tell. We just got to be cautious. Like I said, the economy slows down as the Fed puts the brakes on the economy by raising rates. That could be a problem. All right. Lots of great information today, Jim. For those of our listeners who would like to get in touch and learn more from the folks at agmarket.net, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me directly at 815-665-0461 or reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758, or better yet, go to our agmarket.net winter meeting in Nashville on February 5th and 6th. You can go to our website, agmarket.net, to find out more information. That again was Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. We'll go ahead and take a look at those opening market prices. March corn is down three-quarters of a cent at 684.5. December new crop up one even at 604 and three-quarters. March soybeans down two and a quarter at 1537.5. and a half. November new crop down four even at thirteen eighty nine and a quarter. March soybean meal down one sixty at four seventy nine sixty. Soybean oil up fifty four cents at sixty four thirty eight. Chicago wheat up three and a quarter at seven fifty five even. Minneapolis spring wheat up two and a quarter at nine eighteen and a quarter. Kansas City hard red wheat up six and a quarter at eight sixty two even. March oats down a quarter of a cent at three seventy one and a quarter. On the Merck, February live cattle up 25 at 157.25. January feeders are unchanged at 179.65. February lean hogs down 110 at 77.35. Class 3 milk down 4 cents at 19.44. And that's been a check of the opening market prices. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us today. Make sure you stay tuned later for the Closing Market Podcast as I talk with Bill Moore of Price Futures Group here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. I'm Riley Smith.